Hi, my name is Ed Stoll, and I was asked to share my testimony on Godly Fathers. So here goes. Here's my testimony. Until the age of 12 or 13, I wanted to be a Catholic priest, and I attended Catholic elementary school. Now, I had always felt God's presence, but always felt like he was far away. I remember saying the rosary. I served as an altar boy at the church. I went to confession a lot to confess my sins to the priest, but somehow I never felt close to God. Or, or at least connected the way that I should be. I thought maybe the bad things that I had done were getting in the way, or maybe I wasn't doing enough good things. I thought that if I followed the church's teaching, pursued the sacraments, and eventually became a Catholic priest, that I would gain that real connection with God. I remember as a child praying to St. Mary and praying to St. Francis of Assisi, Praying to God, however, for whatever reason, I never saw the gospel in the Catholic Church. Now, just to be clear, I'm not knocking the Catholic Church. I'm just telling you what my experience was growing up in the church. So I really started my journey toward knowing the gospel when I was in sixth grade, and I was banned from coming to religion class by my religion teacher in Catholic school. Now, let me explain. So I was always curious about faith and theology, so I asked a lot of hard questions of my religious teacher, and uh, either she wasn't prepared to answer the questions or couldn't answer the questions, and I was getting really frustrated. At one point, I felt like praying to the saints, praying to Mary, that something was lacking in that. I wasn't quite sure. So in class, in sixth grade in religion class, I asked my teacher, you know, why would I pray to Mary or the other saints when I could pray directly to God? I'm just going to go to the head person. Well, at that point, she made me meet one-to-one -one with a priest, Father Kehoe, a nice guy, instead of going to religion class every Friday. So every Friday, I could not go to religion class in school. I had to meet with Father Kehoe. And that went for three years, from 6th to 8th grade. Now, during that time, when I met with Father Kehoe, I began to read the Bible a lot more. Um, I also started attending a Protestant church weekly, in addition to going to the Catholic church. I began to research a lot of the things that I learned in my studies in the Protestant church. I began to ask Father Kehoe a lot of hard questions about the Bible and the church and its teachings. I began to pray directly to God a lot, and my main prayer was that I could know God, and God amazingly began to answer that prayer. So things began to make sense really quickly after I attended the Protestant church for a while. I guess my training in Catholic school did teach me a lot. I hadn't realized that at the time. So at some point during this process, during meeting with Father Kehoe, reading the Bible, 
studying on my own, going to the Protestant church, at some point, I felt like scales were lifted off my eyes, and I could see the gospel for the first time. I really finally understood why Jesus died on the cross, you know, to pay for my sins and to allow me to have a relationship with God. And I think this is the main reason that I'm so passionate about reaching church youth for Christ, because I want them to see the gospel the way I saw the gospel. I want those scales to be lifted off their eyes. I remember what I saw when the scales were lifted off my eyes. I saw Jesus Christ with his arms wide open, welcoming me, forgiving me, loving me, and saving me. So fast forward 15 years later after that, you know, I had always known that God was calling me to be a husband and a father. So believe it or not, I started preparing for that many years before I met my who would be my future wife. Because as a parent... I knew that everything that I did had to be to reach my children for Christ. That was my primary mission as a father. So I wanted to get ready for that even before marriage. So I read through the entire Bible at a very slow pace, worked through all the difficult passages in theology that I could, read as many apologetic books as I could get a hold of, um, listened to many as, as many apologetic sermons as I could, uh, I liked Walter Martin a lot. I had a lot of talks with my pastor at the time, Brett Hicks, who greatly impacted me for Christ and deepened my theology. I wanted to be ready to teach my future children about the Bible and Jesus and be ready to answer their hard questions. That was my main job as a father. Well, I was so glad I did this because I remember when my middle child, Kyle, was in kindergarten, he came home from kindergarten one day, and he said, Dad, I don't believe the Bible's true anymore. I was upset, but I didn't show it. I just sat down on the floor with him. He was five years old, and I asked him why. What happened at school? Why don't you think the Bible's true anymore? And he said, Dad, nothing happened at school. I've been thinking about this. Every night before he went to bed and with all my kids, I would read the Bible with them. We would talk about things. Still do that to this day, at least for my younger two. And he had been thinking about this. And he said, Dad, I can give you three reasons why I don't think the Bible is true. And I said, okay. And he said, there is no such thing as giants, Dad. So Goliath can't be real. He said, Dad, nobody can live inside of a fish for three days and three nights and live. It's impossible. So the story of Jonah can't be real. And he said, Dad, the story of Noah and the worldwide flood, it's silly. So I took a deep breath and I went through his doubts one by one. I said, Kyle, I believe God can do anything good that he wants to do. If he wanted to make a giant, he could make a giant. If he wanted to make a worldwide flood, he could do it. But I wanted to show him proof just through natural history that these things are possible. So I said, Kyle, did you know in the Aguinius Book of World Records, you can read about a guy named Robert Pershing Waldo, who was 8 feet 11 inches tall, born in Alton, Illinois. 
Eight feet, 11 inches tall. Sure sounds like a giant to me. I showed Kyle a picture of Mr. Waldo standing next to an average sized woman. Now pictures can teach young children truth more than words can a lot of the times. So I encourage parents as they train their children in Christ to use pictures to impact your kid's faith for Christ. I know when I teach my middle school class at my church, I do that every time. Every lesson that I have, I use some type of visual exercise, a picture of the walls of Jericho, if we're talking about that. I actually have a widow's mite from the time of Christ that I pass around if I'm talking about the story of the widow giving more than the Pharisee. Anyway, so next I address Kyle's second doubt about Jonah. I said, Kyle, did you know there's a modern-day Jonah? James Bartley, in 1891, he was sailing on a ship called the Star of the East. Well, he fell overboard, and the other sailors figured he was drowned. The next day, they were digging up an 80-foot sperm whale, and they were cutting it up, I, I guess for the blubber, and guess who they found inside the next day? Alive, James Bartley. Lastly, I talked to Kyle about the worldwide flood. And I said, Kyle, I can guarantee there was a worldwide flood. There was more evidence for a worldwide flood than any other disaster in ancient times. There's more than 80,000 records that discuss the worldwide flood in 72 languages from around the world. I then showed Kyle a picture from the internet of an ancient clay tablet that talked about the Sumerian worldwide flood account. So at the end of all this, my five-year-old Kyle looked at me and he said, Okay, Dad, I believe the Bible is true. Do you want to play? You know, you know, oh, the faith of, of little children. Uh, adults, sometimes we make this much, much too complicated. The gospel is not complicated. The gospel is Jesus Christ. He's the word, and he's God's gift to us who believe. So anyway, after having kids at a very young age, I started teaching children's church classes at church. I taught just about every age. And then I started focusing on middle school and high school over the years, but more middle school. It was during that time that other people began to tell me that I had a gift for teaching youth, which really surprised me. I did not see that. I didn't know that. I started getting invited to teach youth at some local camps like River Valley Ranch and Camp Launch. Some Christian schools, Annapolis Area Christian School invited me to speak. Um, some ch local churches, and it just seemed to balloon from there um, with me speaking on Christian radio uh, Christian podcasts at the Colson Center for Christian Worldview at Alex McFarland's conference coming up in Raleigh, North Carolina in a couple months. I'll be speaking in Brazil twice this summer, assuming I can travel, considering COVID. Uh, it just seemed to get bigger and bigger along the way. And I thank God that he's using me this way. And I, I can attest to the fact that if he's using me like this, he can use anybody for what he chooses them their gift is. Well, anyway, so this is my testimony about how God saved me and about how he's using me to reach church youth. You know, God eventually blessed me with a wonderful wife from Brazil and three children now. 
they're 13 and 15, my boys, one in middle school, one in high school, and I have a daughter who's seven. You know, I was so glad that I was ready for the important questions that my children asked about their faith and that they are still asking. I'm so glad that I'm teaching middle schoolers about their faith at my church and on the podcast and the conferences that I'm doing. I'm so glad that God has been using me to reach parents. I've also been teaching parents and speaking to parents at various conferences to help them raise their children in Christ and also know that their children are going to be really attacked for their faith in our culture. So that's my testimony. That's my story. I hope it was a blessing to you. Thanks. Thank you, Ed, for telling us the story of your life journey to become a God-fearing father and some profoundly endearing moments Kyle has had with you. That will no doubt be a treasure memory, even in the kingdom of God. That's an incredible blessing. On the night of December 6, 2020, it was a Sunday evening, I was looking over some of my notes from my previous podcast series on Over the Air Christian Podcast. And the last episode was on Pharaoh's disobedience and idolatry in Exodus while he grieved over his son along with all the families in the nation. What a heavy revelation that was, I thought. If only there's something to highlight the joy of loving and obeying God as a father, unlike Pharaoh. That would be a wholesome compliment to the fuller message of the gospel. So later on, the same night, still on December 6, I got a message in my mailbox from none other than Ed. Ed introduced himself to me as a big advocate for youth ministry and asked to speak on our podcast. Then I saw his appearances in other podcasts where he taught from the Bible on the subject of parenting and youth ministry. And immediately, still on the same night of December 6, probably past midnight by now, after I read and listened and prayed about everything, I thought, thank God, this is exactly what we need. A personable life story of a God-honoring father who desires to serve the growing youngsters and parents of the church in this generation. So Ed and I connected, and out came this episode you just heard. God just has a way of bringing people and things together, don't you think? Uh, Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says this, Because you are sons... God has sent forth the spirit of his son, Jesus Christ, in your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's in Galatians chapter 4. Because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son, Jesus Christ, in your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Ed, I'm so glad you have dedicated your fatherhood to honor God. The best fathers in this world are all fathered by God himself. No doubt God has seen all your pursuit for Him since you were young. And God had planted in you such a great desire for Him so long ago. By faith, I believe God had fathered you with His Spirit since a long time ago before even the churches, saints or priests or even books that you've come through. And I'm sure even your time with the Catholic Church had opened up a very significant step for you towards God. Only God gives the growth. And I'm glad you still love the Lord and family that he has blessed you with, no matter the church you find yourself in. 
Now a fruitful blessing is seen through your godly commitment to your own children. We praise God for this. Praise God indeed. For anyone tuning in, uh, you can also send us your story here at Over the Roof Storyteller Podcast, just like Ed. If you have any questions, simply send us an email listed below. This is Ricky. You can find me on Over the Air Christian Podcast and here at Over the Roof Storyteller. Peace. Peace.